On this edition of Come Receive the Light from the Orthodox Christian Network, our host, Father Christopher Metropolis, will talk with a guest who has been on a personal journey, a great journey, one with the most important destination you will ever experience. If you want to know who you are and who God is, then the Bible is the owner's manual that tells you who you are. And we look at everything else in this world that will satisfy us, that will give us some kind of salvation. We look at jobs, money, relationships, careers, you know, accolades. We look at all of those things to give us the thing that we're really searching for, which is God. When you understand, you have this relationship with God through Jesus Christ, there is a contentment that you will experience that makes everything else much more enjoyable. I can still have a career. I can still have a marriage. I can still have all of those things. But when I order my loves to make God first, you know, God through Jesus Christ, then everything else is so much more enjoyable because now I don't depend on them to give me the thing that I need most. You know, it's not my fundamental trust. God is my fundamental trust. I can enjoy all those other things much more. Lauren Green is Fox News' religion correspondent. In her new book, Lighthouse Faith, she explores the possible, real, and tangible relationship with our Creator. Lighthouse Faith takes the reader on a unique journey of spiritual discovery and how we can move towards not only a deeper relationship with God, but an understanding of what makes that possible. Lauren, welcome to the program. It's great to be here. Thank you so much, Father. You are a unique correspondent because I don't know many religion correspondents that are working in networks anymore. I think I might be the only one who, does, who works full-time as a religion correspondent for TV, Mm-hmm. Uh, that is. Um, yeah, it's something. Well, I, I'm it's really something. I'm glad you're on the program. I've heard you speak before, so I was really looking forward to talking with you today. Um, in Lighthouse Faith, you identify some of the key ingredients that we must cultivate in order that we can grow closer to God. Would you be able to outline some of those for us? Well, one of the key um, things that we can all grow closer to God, because you don't have to go anywhere, is just prayer. Prayer is really a key element. Um, but one of the things that's really, really important is to look at the world differently. And I think that's what I was trying to do with the book, is just to understand that if there's a God that created the world, then everything in it is his creation, and then he, it should have his mark on that world, including us, made in his image. But, and I think that's where um, you know, a lot of us might take our faith for granted, because it's more tradition more cultural than actual real faith, and I think that was what I was trying to get at. You know, I was raised Christian, so a lot of the things I took for granted, you know, Christmas, Easter, um, you know, prayers, you know, the rote prayers like the Lord's Prayer, um, and, and all of those, um, you know, kinds of things. So here you, ha- you know, the idea was to really get closer to God in a way that understood, that took all of those things, because all those things are important, and understood why they're there why we worship God um, and have a different relationship with God, to order our, our priorities um, in terms of having God first, having God at the apex of the hierarchy of values. Um, and so prayer begins that whole idea of putting yourself in a relationship with God. Um, so that's the first one um, that I would say, because it's immediate. You can do it immediately. You can do it wherever you are, in your car, in the shower, um, in your bed, anywhere you can do that. That's so true. The, the book is an experiential account of your own faith building. And often that's what it takes for people to, I hate to use the term, but wake up. They acknowledge their faith <laughs> as a witness. And, and in right. this, I mean, is that what compelled you to write the book? Well, one of the things that really got to me was a different way of looking at 
my own faith. And one of the things that struck me was a different way of looking at the Ten Commandments, and that's where the lighthouse comes in, the imagery of the lighthouse. The idea is that the Ten Commandments, it's not just an arbitrary rules of do's and don'ts, but an actual description of who God is, and that the first commandment is key. I am the Lord, your God. Um, you should have no other gods before me. And all of the other commandments, two through ten, um, are, um, are subject to keeping God first. You know, you, you can take each one of them out and then relate it to the first commandment and say, you know, I cannot, you know, do not murder. Well, I can't murder unless something else, um, unless I put myself in the judgment seat that God, only God deserves. I, I can't um, commit adultery unless something else is more loving to me and more desirable to me, or someone else or somebody else is more desirable to me than God. You see, you see how it works, and so everything hinges on keeping God first, and then second to each other. And and what I found was that this was a template for all law, and that made sense because if God created this world, then that template should be on everything in terms of in in, in like architecture, in agriculture, and in music, particularly because that's where I first really saw it being played out. Uh, clearly, Lauren, you're probably in a position where being in the news industry or in television, you hear and you read constantly about all kinds of things that would pull you away or pull us away from this foundational commandment, that first commandment. So I think an obvious question to you is how do you stay connected with your faith in the midst of this 24-7 news cycle that seems to want to literally suck the life out of us? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, in the, in the book of Proverbs is really good about talking about, you know, the, you know, the fear of God is the beginning of, of, of wisdom, um, of knowledge is beginning of understanding, and it really talks about hard and fast knowledge and understanding. You know, this is not a blind faith. That, you know, God wants you to understand more about him. In fact, the whole idea of science was created, you know, it developed in the Western world because, you know, scientists, very devout scientists, believed that, you know, there was a lawgiver. And that was rational. And, that, yes. and if, that, if there was a lawgiver that was rational, then we should be able to find that within nature itself through science, through scientific, empirical kind of studies. And that's what motivated them. Um, how do I keep a daily? I, I read my Bible daily. I read my Bible daily, and I read a devotional daily. And I pray daily. You know, the Bible is our owner's manual. This is who we are in relationship to God. The Bible is not just a hey, nice, nice little book to have around and open it or crack it open once a year, you know, when you Dust want to... it off here and there, right? Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. this is your owner's manual. And a lot of people will read, you know, the New York Times or, you know, mm -hmm. magazines or watch TV and get their marching orders from a popular culture. That's not where it is. And, and you, 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 you get in conflict with the world because the Bible has a whole different understanding of who you are and how you should handle your life. You know, if you want to know who you are and who God is, and the Bible is the owner's manual that tells you who you are. And we look at everything else in this world that will satisfy us, that will give us some kind of salvation. We look at, our, you know, jobs, money, relationships, um, careers, you know, accolades. We look at all of those things to give us, you know, the thing that we're really searching for, which is, our, which is God. And when you, when you understand God, when you understand you have this relationship with God through Jesus Christ, there is a contentment that you will experience 
that makes everything else much more enjoyable. I can still have a career. I can still have a marriage. I can still have all of those things. But when I order my loves to make God first, you know, God through Jesus Christ, then everything else is so much more enjoyable because now I don't depend on them for, you know, to give me the thing that I need most. You know, it's not my fundamental trust. God is my fundamental trust. I can enjoy all those other things much more. And we seem to have moved away. I, I know my wife gives it to me because when I gave, I gave sermons about 10 years ago, I was talking about <laughs> what's wrong with the world, what's wrong with the world. And as a good wife does, when you go home as a pastor, she hits you in the head, not literally, but hits you in the head with a two-by-four, and she says, you know, when are you going to start lifting us to Christ? We know what's wrong in the world. We know, as, yeah. as your byline says, God as a living reality in a world immersed in fog. Right. But sometimes right. we don't see it. We're just out there batting, and we're not even hitting the target, are we? You know, I think, I mean, this is where, um, you know, like, you know, I would, I, like, I, I talk about this in the book and how, you know, it was coming to a real point in my life where I didn't, I was, there were changes at work, changes in my life, changes in my personal life, and I did feel abandoned by God. And, and anybody who has faith will say this, you know, at certain points, your faith is tested because you feel like God's not there. And um, it was very difficult, but then, you know, um, a friend of mine brought me to her summer place on Long Island just to be able to, you know, relax and contemplate. She's a wonderful woman of faith, and she invites um, religious order, um, like, uh, 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 people out there to, you know, for retreats and that sort of thing. So she invited me out to her house. And I just felt myself begin to heal in this wonderful environment. And it was when I looked at a photo of a lighthouse um, on the table that had always been there, always been there, that I realized that God had brought me to this place of refuge to heal me. Even though I had resisted, he had brought me here, and that picture of the lighthouse was my signal that God had never abandoned me. He was always with me. And that, I think, when you're open to receiving God, God can do amazing, amazing things. And he's quiet, you know, he's quiet. He's not going to be like, you know, a Marvel Comics character. He's not going to be Superman. He's not, you know, it's not going to swoop in, right? Yeah. Right, it's just, it's just going to be this process by which God will heal. And you'll know it's him because he'll speak in some way that lets you know that he was with you all along. You know, it's it's the footprints in the sand, you know, that's that yeah. whole idea of the footprints in the sand for those you know, maybe who don't remember or don't have never heard it, you know, there's a, look it up, Google it, it's a beautiful thing that says, you know, that when I was in trouble, you know, there are a lot of times I just saw, you know, um, four, two sets of footprints, you know, mm-hmm. and the times you were with me, and then sometimes I only saw one set of footprints. Right. And it's this beautiful thing that says, the times you only saw one set of footprints was the time I carried you. Yeah, this, nothing this, more beautiful this, than that. This is it, and I, yeah. that's the moment that the lighthouse meant so much more to me than just a lighthouse. God had carried me through. You know, I can't sing Amazing Grace without crying. There's just no, I can't. I can barely get through the first verse without boohooing, because when you live through uh, certain things in your life, and you realize, you know, how did I come out of that? It's only God's grace. Absolutely. It's only God's uh, grace. Uh, a final question, Lauren, for you. Who are some of the individuals, maybe the books that you've read, that had a particular influence in your own quest for God? Can, can you tell us some? 
Books in general, um, I would say J.I. Packer's Knowing God was one of mm-hmm. the first books I read that had a profound impact on me, and it just occurred to me that there was nothing more important in life than knowing God. I, it just it, it made sense. It's like, oh my goodness, of course, there is nothing more important than knowing God, and God's own, God's own word instructs us to know him, not just think that there's just, you know, God, some sort of fluffy this thing in divine guy in the sky. This is knowing God, knowing his truth and his love. And I think that was the, one of the first books. I've also read a lot of C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity, The Screwtape Letters, The Four Loves, The Great Divorce. Um, I've also read um, one, of the, one of the books that's kind of off-kilter, which maybe people don't understand. If you want to know about the Genesis, which a lot of people have a little problem with, um, I read Leon Cass's The Beginning of Wi- Wisdom, which is an kind of an exegesis of uh, the book of Genesis, um, understanding the wisdom of Genesis. He doesn't get bogged down into whether it's six days or billions of years or what this and this. And he really understands there's a wisdom that's being spoken in the book of Genesis that has is that is incredible because it talks about this is who we are in relationship to God. And this is the wisdom that we are to gain from being close to God. And one of the things I have to say, one of the biggest, biggest turning points um, for understanding one phrase in the Bible that people always get sort of tripped up on is the fear of the Lord. And people say, well, why should I be afraid of God? And this is, this is not what it means. There are parts in the Bible that fear means, yes, to be afraid of. But the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, or the beginning of knowledge, is really meaning in awe of. Being in awe of God is the beginning of knowledge. You know, all of your knowledge been, begins with your, this thinking of God as this awesomeness and this incredibleness. That's the beginning of wisdom. And the other phrase is the jealousy of God. Jealous, that God is a jealous God. It's not, jealous the, God it's, right? it's not the green-eyed monster jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it certainly is not. Yeah, it's the mother protecting her child jealous. Mm-hmm. I am jealous because I am protecting my child from the thing I know will harm him. That's the jealous God we should be thinking about. It's a big, total difference how you understand God. Lauren, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much. Uh, listeners, please uh, get her new book, Lighthouse Faith. It's a great book to read. Thanks, Lauren. Thank, thank you so much. I see the world your way, and I'm not afraid to follow. I see the world your way, and I'm not ashamed to say so. I see the Jesus way, and I'm walking in the light. 